Hey everybody, welcome to episode 217, I think. I don't know, I, I missed... Yeah, I mislabeled this, so we'll see, but I think that's right. I am close Cliff enough. Close enough, right? I'm joined today by Dylan. Cliff Close Enough Johnson. From the Peanut Gallery and Colby. Woo! Yes. We're going to talk about video games today. Colby's played a crap ton of them, so we're going to talk about all those. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the new Lucasfilm Games label, um, which, I mean, that's really about all there is to know. There is one. Uh, but that leads us into Ubisoft making a new open-world Star Wars game, Bethesda making mm. an Indiana Jones game. Mm. Uh, CD Projekt Red could be facing a fine that mm. is big, like real, real, real big. Uh, apparently, they don't screw around in Poland. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Microsoft once tried to buy Nintendo. This has my favorite quote of it in the entire world, at least of this week. That's uh, a Duncan, tease. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Duncan Jones, you guys know who he is, right? Um, he's that guy with the five-letter last name. That is him. He he is probably uh, least famous for writing the Warcraft script and probably most famous for being, um, isn't he David Bowie's kid? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> did he do Moon? Yeah, and he did Moon. Yeah, That's... Moon is probably his good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but Warcraft is maybe, maybe the movie that more people in our audience would be familiar with. In a world Just... where the guy makes Warcraft and Moon. Oh, yeah. that's our world. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, also David Bowie's kid. Uh, he uh, it wrote a, an interesting movie during the pandemic. He, he got some writer's block, and he, he got through it by writing uh, an interesting video game-related script. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Hitman, the trilogy. So you know how if you bought Hitman 2, you could play all the Hitman 1 things? That's mm -hmm. true with 3, too. So 3, you can play all of Hitman 2 and Hitman 1. And originally, this game was one of the biggest installs you could have on, uh, really, like, on a PC at all. And they managed to shave a ton off of that. And that's really not the interesting part. What's interesting is how they did it. We're going to talk about that. And I read if this you, headline, and I am interested. You're interested. Uh, if you have a PSVR, you should get the free adapter right now. I'll tell you why. We got questions from Vinny, Sweaty Spooks, Princess Megan, R. Deacon. Uh, Joe Coleslaw has two questions. I'll allow it. Elves Wrath 52, Charisma Icon. We got a lot of everything going on. A couple of cheap free games. And Troll Corner, Pog Champ. That's all I'm going to say. That's your teaser. Okay, let's talk about the video games you've been playing. Dylan, you're still cyberpunking. Yeah, that's about it. There's yeah, a lot of side enough. quests. I'm doing them. <laughs> Yeah, um, you hang out with uh, Keanu Reeves a lot. Yeah, he's there. I I do have to say, like, it. I did not expect the Keanu Reeves character to be what it is in that game. I'll say that much. However, knowing the knowing something about the cyberpunk universe, like, obviously, it would have to be kind of a weird thing to exist in the timeline that. 2077 is compared to because he's like a named character throughout yeah. cyberpunk so for him to show up in this game would not be i guess normal sure have you played the ttrpg um i have not played it but i um i've been reading like i'm preparing to play it at some point it is a high priority for me nice. i yeah. have a, i have a collection of books um of the 2020 books and the new cyberpunk red book very cool so very one cool. of these days i've also thought about doing a game online with anyone who might be interested in doing like a one-off cyberpunk game over discord or something so 
I might be interested. I would. I will probably message peoples about that. Or if you are interested, um, message Dylan. <laughs> go in Discord and talk about it. Um, otherwise, I don't know you're interested. So yeah. go to Bite Me Podcast slash Discord. Join our Discord, and then we actually have a uh, tabletop channel, don't we? It's called Board Games, which board is games. Yeah, very so, umbrella-y. Yeah, it's anything that involves a board. So if you yeah. just have a board and you play a game with it, um, like even if it's just like a two-by-four. Skateboard. Four. Yeah, skateboard. That's a game. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Cole, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I'll uh, save two of or the, the two that you've played, and we'll talk about those. Because um, you played two of the games that I played. I did. Okay, um, so I I'm gonna say I quote unquote beat Snowrunner, um, in so much that I've put enough time into it that I feel good going like I'm done. Fair enough. Um, you know, did I beat every single mission? No, because that that's a lot of game. But it's like a hundred hours to beat all of them, isn't it? I would guess at least, and I Ugh. probably put in somewhere probably between forty and sixty. Yeah, I think knowing guess, when to quit yeah. a game is is yeah. uh, is healthy. Yeah, and I'm I've still got it on my uh, Xbox, so I may go back and play it at some point if I'm bored or, you know, I need something that the kid's not scared of. <laughs> um, I also picked up Demons Crystals for two dollars. It is still on sale on Xbox, and it is a uh, twin stick shooter ish kind of game. Um, it's good ish it's okay it's, it's two bucks it's got Basically, a seven out of ten yeah, yeah i mean like it's not bad um you're a vampire and you get all sorts of crazy guns to shoot skeletons and zombies and whatnot and collect crystals and uh that's about it i've only played it for like an hour but it's only like a two-hour game so it looks uh, fun and you can play it co-op but it looks way too frantic to play co-op to be it's honest not it's not as frantic as it looks Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, it's fun. Uh, but if it was more than like, I think it's two ninety nine, I'd be like, eh, it's a little, little too sure. much. But you know, for for two ninety nine, it's great. Nice. Uh, then I started just earlier playing Star Wars Squadrons, and I'm like an hour into it. Uh, it's Star Wars, so yeah. you know flying in an X-Wing, 99% of the time I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm upside down. Didn't know yeah. that. Uh, it controls a little wonky, I will say that. Um, I don't know how I want it to control, but not the way that it does. I will say that that gets better. And that's, I yeah. Think. yeah. Oh, that's 100% like one of those things that once I kind of get used to it, it will be. But it's weird having the, like, accelerate, decelerate be the left stick. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like that should have been maybe the right and left bumpers. Yeah, I think they're trying to make it probably feel a little more like like a real Hotas is yeah, my guess. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought the controls in that were good and not great. I I, I don't know. That honestly was kind of my and, and like I'm not a ton further in it, further into that game than you are. Um, but that's kind of my impression of the entire thing is it's good, not great. Yeah. Um. It, for for a forty dollar game, it's probably exactly as good as it needs to be, um, yeah. and I wouldn't mind seeing more AAA developers kind of do that, where they make yeah. a a very solid. This is what we're building game, and it's gonna be exactly this, and don't expect more. And it's forty bucks. Like I I, I would be fine with that kind of slice games. 
Yeah, but yeah. It's, like right. I said, it's it's you know an hour or so in, and it's fun. I'll probably continue playing it. Um, it's longer than I expected it to be. How long uh, is it? I don't even know. Eight and a half to thirteen hours hmm. is what uh, how long to beat is saying. Interesting. I figured that was like a five or six hour game. Yeah, I I need to get back into it. It's fun. It makes me kind of motion sick though. I can only play it for can about see an that. hour at a time. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I played Yonder, the Cloudcatcher Chronicles, which is a damn delight. Um, nice. The best way I can describe it is imagine uh, my time at uh, Portia if that game was way more chill and there wasn't like building and stuff. Nice. Um, basically, it's just kind of a you walk around, you build some stuff, but not like, it's not like real intense on the, you know, like, oh, you need a ton of mats and you're going to be building. You're going to, you know, it's like you walk here and you're kind of exploring and like, oh, I need a bridge. And so you build the bridge. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, hey, this person needs, you know, this. Can you do it? And it's generally pretty easy. Um, it's mostly like an exploration game, but with like kind of building as a secondary. I love the, uh, uh like... I don't know what I want to say, like design of it. I yeah, like, what, like, like the art direction. Like. Yeah. yeah, there's like so a bunch of critters in here that just look adorable. Uh huh. Yeah, like some sort the, of cows with horns or something. They yeah, like they're called like gruffalos or something. Yeah, yeah. There's baby ones that are even more adorable. Is this on Game Pass? Uh, it is not. I paid like eight bucks for it on sale. Huh. I'm gonna have to add that to my list because that looks real fun. It How is. How long is it? Not too long. Like I put I hundred percented it, so I put probably. 20 hours into it i would guess yeah that's i think that's my biggest problem with games like stardew and my time at portia and stuff is that i really like them but i only like them for about 20 hours like at some point in time i get kind of bored i really wish there was like crafting games that didn't require me to like you know like the first thing you're going to do is build a rock and then eventually you're going to build a cathedral yeah um this is that game nice like (laughs) there's there's complicated stuff but all of it is cosmetic um interesting like mostly what you would be building is for there's no money in the game it's all um trade based and so like uh, i i built you have to build like four stone bridges and they they actually do use a ton of mats um and then i realized you can just buy the mats and they're kind of expensive but like i just had random stuff laying around that i could just trade for it and so you know if you wanted to make like a shirt a shirt's worth sometimes 600 you know dollars i guess yeah and you know that may be what a bridge costs and so you can just get the mats for a shirt that you have interesting um, it's like i said it's real chill there's no there's no bad guys there's no dying there's no anything there's no fall damage there's nothing in this game um, get behind that though man there's no weapon well i mean there's like yeah there's no weapons in that there's like you know axes and stuff to cut down wood but other than that it is just a chill game that you just wander around and you can make six farms and have all the Gruffalo you want. Nice. Where did you play it? I played it on Xbox. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that looks kind of fun. I might yeah. uh, I might give that a go. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, normally 30 bucks. Like, you got that on a good sale. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's normally 25 on Xbox. I'm looking right now. It's 30 Oh. Yeah. When it was on my wish list, I think it was almost always 25 I wish I could add it to my wish list, but that doesn't work anymore via their website because Xbox is dumb. And I played both the games that you played, so why don't you go ahead and talk about those? Yeah, so um, I'll probably start off with CrossCode because I'm still playing that. Um, 
Colby and I are both playing it. We've talked about it a little bit. It's like a I'm not anymore. Oh, Colby beat it. Yeah, so it's a it's like an action role playing game. Um, yeah, I think Colby and I are both kind of at the same point too. So he beat it. There's there's ten total um, chapters. like chapters. Um, Colby's obviously beat it, so he's beaten all ten, and I'm on chapter six seven. right now. I want to say or no, seven. I think you're on seven. Yeah, and like. I want this game. I, I'm. I think twenty eight hours into it, or thirty hours into it, and I really wish it had finished about three hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like every single chapter could have been shorter. Um, every single temple could have been cut in half, maybe in third. Um, because at some point in time, like it's a game based around. To me, like three things. Like it's a, it's a role playing game, so there is role playing. There is you know there are quests. There are little fetchy things you have to do. But like the big part of what makes it unique is that it's got a lot of like parkour style puzzles. So it's a it's like a a sixteen bit two D platformer or two D role playing game. But the levels all have verticality to them. Yeah, they have verticality, which is first of all a little bit awkward. Um, like, it doesn't work as well, I don't think, as they think it does. Um, but they still have a huge amount of the puzzles built around that verticality. And so, like... And and a lot of the, the things that are built around verticality are optional, but some of them just aren't. Um, like, I'm in a part right now where I'm having to do all these, you know, puzzles where you solve by, you know, essentially jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And sometimes, like, onto other screens... Um, and, like, it's not that it's terrible, and I don't mind doing it once, but, like, the stuff I'm in now, I've had to do it, like, eight times. And each one's, like, a little progressively harder, and the puzzles are the same way, where there's a lot of, like, shooting puzzles where, you know, you have, like, right now I have two powers. I have, a like, a heat power, like, a fire power, and a ice power. And sometimes you'll have to do really weird things, like, you know, you shoot a thing, and then you shoot another thing, and then you change to a different type of power and shoot the thing... And you're bouncing them off stuff, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And and it, like it's interesting the first time, like figuring out how to do it. The first time is fun, and then maybe even doing it a second time is fun. But this game is like, what if we made you do it ten more times? And like, I just I'm not down for it. And Colby just says it gets worse. Just wait. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm very curious. Like in a week or two, once you've gotten to probably the eighth and ninth chapter your thoughts on this because it only gets worse. Um, I was thinking about it like when we were doing our uh, uh, game of the year kind of thing. Um, I was thinking, I was about 25 hours in at that point, and I'm like, man, I really wish I'd beat CrossCode because like, I think I would probably call this one of my games of the year, and that was at hour 25. Um, it took me 40 to beat it, and by hour 40 I was like... <sighs> I'm this far, I just have to do it now. Yeah. Well, and, and to me, like, I think the story is really compelling. Like, I'm really curious um, what happens to your character. And anytime they, like, push the story part of it forward, I'm like, what, I need to know what's happening next. So I, I will continue playing because I want to know how the story ends. And I really like the other characters you play with in the game um, because it's set, like, the game itself is set inside an MMO. So you are playing... The other people in your group are actually other people playing an MMO. Um, and I think that's really an interesting concept. And I love hearing about them and their lives. And, you know, they're very well written. They all have very different um, characteristics. They come from all over the world, so they all have different accents. 
Um, I mean, presumably it's all text-based, but like they, they add those accents in. I, I promise you that. Um, but at the same time, like, man, I'm, I'm, the puzzles are really, and like I said, uh, like the eighth and ninth chapter yeah. is bad. Well, like, that's the thing. Because just, you've also added two more, um, like element powers. Elements, yeah. And some of the, the, like the last, uh, the very, very last puzzle didn't take me as long as I thought it would be do because like you, you pretty much by that time know how those puzzles work but i mean yeah. you have to use all four powers oh, to geez. get through um you're guiding a you know ball through a giant maze and you've got to use all four yeah i just i don't know it's like i said i would have liked this game a lot more if it had been 25 hours long like it's just it's too long for for what you're getting out of it i think um yeah. but it's fun like i mean if someone asked me if they should play it i'm like if you like puzzle games if you like role-playing you know like 16-bit role-playing games if you like action rpgs yeah it's, it's a really good example of those it's probably one of the better examples of a modern one i've played in a long time but it just it needs to be shorter um it it's getting to the point now where i'm playing the entire game with a guide because i just don't want to i just don't want to waste time i don't want to waste any more time playing it like if i can shorten my total play time by five hours by using a guide like i'm kind of okay with that like i try a puzzle once or twice and if i can't immediately figure it out i just use a guide so yeah. that's where i'm at um i also played cat's quest 2 which is <laughs> game is so fun like i uh it's a i think it's supposed to be between like eight and twelve hours and i probably put 20 into it um I played the entire thing co-op with my wife. It's, again, just like a, a super, super light action RPG. Um, like, there's not a... I mean, you, you gain levels and you can kind of get better armor and stuff. But, I mean, that's that's really... And you get gold. But that's really the, the baseline of it. There's, you know... And it is quest-based. And you're going on all sorts of things and finding all sorts of dungeons. Um, but it is probably the first game that I've actually 100%ed. Like, I did every single quest in the game. I got every single item. I got all the stuff. I got every single achievement. And that's the first time I've done that in... I don't, I don't even know. Like, I 100%ed Far Cry, but I did... Far Cry 5, but I didn't get all the achievements. So I, like, 100%ed everything in-game, but I didn't get all the achievements. So I, I, don't, I may never have done that before. I don't even know. But my wife and I spent six hours... On Sunday, I want to say, or Saturday, just like trying to get everything before we beat the game. Um, and it was so fun. It's It's got a really cute story. It's very, it's very punny. Um, like probably the only negative thing I would say about it is that if you want 100% it, there are three like optional bosses, I guess, that are very, very, very hard. Um, like you are like, I finished the game at level 115. Um, the end boss is only like a level 85. So like, you don't have to be level 115 to beat that game. Um, but you probably do have to be 115 to beat the, the couple of extra end bosses. Um, and there were a bunch of them that I like there, there was one that is a level 200 boss, um, that essentially can, if they hit you, you die. Like it is, they hit you once and you are dead. Um, and I had to probably do it, I don't know, 15 times to beat them, um, to kind of figure out the strategies. And eventually it, it ended up me having to have my wife actually drop off, 
Um, so that when my character died, I could like her, the, the, the computer AI controlled character would stay alive during that battle just by kind of like running away mostly. And so I played all the way through my character when my character died, it lets you take over the other surviving character. And that's the only way I beat them. So it's tricky. And it's, it's also one of those games too, where they're like, well, what you need is you need to go get this thing and put it with this thing and max this thing out. And I'm like, I'm just not going to start on changing clothes all day to like try and you know run this character but we got it all done and ultimately it was super fun it's on game pass right it's on no it's not on game pass i paid i paid cash money for that game and it was absolutely worth it. i think it's 20 bucks i want to say like right in that area absolutely worth that you can play it on apple, apple arcade too um that's where i'm playing it terrific game just really good how far are you into it i'm like level 27 i want to say yeah so you're still in like the first quarter of the game have you gone over to like the dog land yet okay yep yeah probably the only real i i don't even want to say it's a negative but it is definitely a game where you can't just play the main quest and and go all the way through you have to do the side quest side quest yeah. and you don't have to do all of them so i will give you one hint call and maybe you already know this but uh brooke and i did not notice this until we actually had um played most of the way through the game is that most of the like the temples you go into the the dungeons i guess have probably hmm, half of them have a hidden chest in them that uh that you have to look for and if you don't like unless the it until it says dungeon complete you uh-huh. haven't found everything in that so if you're going into a dungeon and it has like a diamond over the top that uh, has like half the diamond filled in that means you have not found everything in that dungeon yeah, i wondered so, what that was i saw yeah, that so did day. we and then we, we like finished it we're like we've gone into every single one of these dungeons why does it say we still have like 20 dungeons left to beat and we had to go back and redo a bunch of them to mm. get that it's only important if you want to get 100 percent, but uh that is that is one of those things you have to do so cat's quest 2 is lovely i absolutely absolutely recommend that so all right, uh, let's talk about our Patreon real fast. You can go to Bite Me Podcast. Nope, actually, don't do that. You can go to patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. So someday I'm going to fix I, that. I would like to think that someone was like typing that in as you said it. <laughs> They're like, oh, no. I'm not going to support him. He doesn't even know his URLs. Yeah, go to patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can support us in a the $1, 3 7 or $10 range if you are kind and give us $10 a month. First of all, you help pay for things like, I don't know, our website and uh, the lovely software we use to record this podcast. Uh, We will read your name. So I'm going to read people's names now. John Tippins is our first patron. Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. Round out that uh, $10 producer level Patreon uh set so thank you guys to everyone thank you for for donating and thank you to everyone else who is a patron of our podcast like i said helps us you know just keep the lights on we appreciate it again you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to support us uh if you would like to support small sick children instead of supporting us you can uh, actually join our extra life team we actually i think have uh as many people joined on our extra life team right now as we did like a week before Extra Life <laughs> last year. So we've got five people actually on the team already. We've already received our first donation. I think our total uh, earnings right now are uh, $1. But, I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? And uh, it's all up from here. 
it's all up from here. Uh, our, our, our goal this year is $6,000. So you can either go join our team uh, by going to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life, or you can support our team by going to the same URL. Uh, all donations go to help uh, miracle uh, children in miracle network hospitals across the United States. So thank you, Extra Life, and uh, thank you to everyone who donates for us. Again, we raised like, almost $5,700 last year, which is pretty big for a very small podcast. Uh, Dylan? News! Thank you, sir. All right. Um, so you know how Microsoft has like Microsoft Game Studios and PlayStation probably has a PlayStation Game Studios. There's, maybe theirs has got a better name. I don't remember. Uh, Lucasfilm or Lucas Arts, uh, Lucas Star, the Star Wars people. So I guess Disney really has decided to create a uh, video game label called Lucasfilm Games, which it seems a little confusing to me. <sighs> um, I, I don't know why you wouldn't have just gone with. Like Lucas Games, maybe that's because that sounds dumb too. Why they probably own Lucas Arts? Why not just revive Lucas Arts and call it? How about that? how about LFG? Ooh, LFG Cause is because it's Lucasfilm games, games, but also you know, yeah, looking for looking games, for group. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that we a lot. Only LFG. release single player games. So from now on, we will call <laughs> Lucasfilm Games LFG because that is better. I think that's fair. Um, all right. So anyway, they <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. Lucasfilm Games, which is actually kind of hard to say, too, is going to be the new um, like umbrella that all Star Wars and I believe all um, like Lucas rights managed. So Indiana Jones games will be released under. And that's literally the news is Lucasfilm Games exists and they're going to be releasing games. Um there's other news, though, that kind of piggybacks on top of that. And the first is is that uh, Ubisoft, and specifically uh, Ubisoft, um, I want to say Montreal, but that is not right. Uh, Ubisoft Massive, the folks who make um, The Division and The Division 2, are making a uh, Star Wars game. And it's going to be a big, open-world, giant Star Wars game, which is which is pretty exciting. Um the Ubisoft CEO, I can never remember how to say this dude's name. It starts with a Y. Y V E S. Eves? Gives? Anyway, I will call him from now on Mr. Guillemot. Uh, did say that it'll be an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. So, kind of exciting. I, I really like The Division. You really like The Division for the most part. The Division yeah. 2, probably more so than the first, but whatever. Um, speculation is that this is actually going to come out in 2023. So a lot of people were like, oh, so EA's like exclusivity contract must be up, right? And it's not. It's actually probably up in 2023. This game will come out in 2023 after that exclusivity period is over is the buzz. I, I don't think anyone's actually said yet, but that, that, makes, that makes sense to me. And if you figure that they haven't really even started developing it yet... You know, like a two and a half, three year timeline probably yeah. makes sense. So that is that. Um, in other Lucas related news, Indiana Jones uh, is going to be starring in the video game uh, made by the folks who made the Wolfenstein games, Machine Gun Games, which is a studio that is now owned by Microsoft. So there is a possibility that Microsoft will be getting a Xbox exclusive Indiana Jones game uh, sometime in the next couple of years. So this is actually going to be uh, headed up by Todd Howard, who is actually a Bethesda employee and is probably most famous for doing the Warcraft, or not Warcraft, 
Fallout games. Uh, he says, a new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio, Machine Games, and will be executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time before we have anything to reveal, but we're very excited to share news today. This apparently will not... Um, impact things like uh, Fallout 5 or Skyrim 6 because it is being developed by this third party. It does kind of make me wonder if that impacts the next um, Wolfenstein game, though, because there is supposed to be a, uh, what, Wolfenstein 3? Something? Uh, another one set after no the, uh, let's see, what was left? What was the Wolfenstein with the two girls? What was that called? Youngblood? Yes. Yeah, I so. Think. There is, in theory, another game coming after that. We'll see. Um, I I would like to play an Indiana Jones game. I would very much like to play an Indiana Jones game. I would also really like to play Indiana Jones desktop adventures on my cell phone. Like those, I would, too. Those are the two things I want in this life. Are you guys excited about uh, new Star Wars, new Indiana Jones? I'm excited about Star Wars. Indiana Jones could be good. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Indiana Jones... Would you rather see an a, a like original Indiana Jones story or something that is a little more like based around the movie? Would you? What I'm asking, Cole, is do you want a Crystal Skulls video game? No. I, is is uh, Harrison Ford going to? I don't know. I mean, I think the Avengers has shown us that you absolutely don't need the real voice actors in order to make a real video game, right, Cole? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, or maybe it proves the opposite. <laughs> I am sure there are a lot of people that can do a really good Harrison Ford. I mean, I guess the real question is, Call is does Harrison Ford want to do that? To and do the this? answer is, dear God, no. Yeah. I like. I don't even know if he wants to do Indiana Jones Five. Really. <laughs> so like, you'll pay me. Okay. Whatever. What's the uh, what's the Indi- what's the the quote that Harrison Ford? I might have to look that up. the The one where he said relatively recently, where that someone asked him about something in the Star Wars fandom, and he's like, "Literally, I don't know, and I do not care." Do Do you want uh, the the exact quote? How much are you going to bleep out? Okay, so coming up in the next ten seconds, there's going to be an f bomb. If that makes I mean, you sad. Turn One down second, your I'm going to skip the, uh, and then I'm going to find it. This is not good radio. Everyone's super it excited about be, Colby though. swearing. Okay. Uh, so when USA Today recently asked Ford about Han being a force ghost, the 77-year-old actor playfully shut down the report by saying, a force ghost? I don't know what a force ghost is. Don't tell anyone. I'm not talking loud enough for your recorder. I have no fucking idea what a force ghost is, and I don't care. <laughs> See, that that's that does not sound like a guy who wants to voice a video <laughs> game to me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Could be okay, though. Could be all right. What do you think, Dylan? Star Wars or, or Indiana Jones or both? I don't know. It's. I think an Indiana Jones game is weird when there's Tomb Raider and Uncharted games. Cause I was just going to say that. Um, and... It, it could be open, a... Uh, open... Uh, I, I don't. I think I would enjoy a non-force Star Wars game. Yeah, like like a, a bounty more, hunter. Yeah, something like that maybe. Um, if open world, so who knows what that means? Um, An open world bounty hunter game would be awesome. I'm I'm actually a pretty strong believer, um, at least from a video game, probably almost from a movie standpoint too, that like introducing Jedi into. <laughs> 
Star Wars things actively makes it worse. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's just especially for video I, games, but yeah. like, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if you can have a a star or like a mainline Star Wars movie that doesn't have Jedi in it. See, I see you were wrong. It's inter- introducing Skywalkers into it that is the problem. <sighs> you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Well, no, because it's like it's saying like you put Battlefront. You had Star Wars Battlefront, and then you had Battlefront Two, and they put Jedi's in it, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. like Battlefront's always going to be better without Jedi's. Like, oh, yeah, and I agree. It, I think video games should never have Jedi. Like, set them in the yeah. Star Wars universe and don't let there be Jedi, um, or I, have I, a Jedi game like where that's literally all you do yeah. is I'm going to go. But be I mean, a Jedi. like, is but that fun then, though? If like, everyone is overpowered, so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like that's everyone's the, it's overpowered, either I'm no overpowered, overpowered or everyone's overpowered, so it's not fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm just not interested in Jedi and video games. And it, I don't um, think it ever really feels good. I don't know. Like, I I would say the only time, probably the best I'm a Jedi and it feels good is actually the, um, oh, shoot, call help me. What's the, what's the Star Wars? Force is that the one there was like two of them like you played yeah. a jedi and and you could play dark side or light side yeah yeah like i thought that being a jedi and that felt pretty that one yeah that felt okay that was kind of fun because it was more like a it was kind of more i don't know beat em up-y I don't know, yeah maybe yeah i i don't know i'm not a just not a fan like i thought that like the battlefront 2 single player stuff the worst ones were where you were a jedi right um i just want to pew know. pew with my blasters let me pew yeah. pew with my blasters yeah I'm with you so, though, Cole. I think a, a good bounty hunter game could be real good. Could be real good. So back to the uh, to the um, Indiana Jones game. What it should be is um, an Ace Attorney type game, where Indiana Jones is charged with the Antiquities Act. <laughs> no, sir. This does not belong in a museum. <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, all right, moving on. CD Projekt Red. You may have heard us talk about them, I don't know, once or twice in the last little bit. Um, and that maybe their game has some, some issues. You know, people, people are, people are a little bit mad about it. Uh, Dylan says they it's fine. say it's my fine. cyberpunk crash during the end credits, which pretty much just sums up the game for me. <laughs> yeah, wait until the end. It's true. It, it no one watches it anyway, so you, like you think you're gonna get through that. Like, no. I watch the credits for every game I beat, and then he finds all those people on Twitter and personally thanks them. No, I harass the shit out of them. Well, it depends if they're women. Like, of I mean, yeah, yeah, they just get death threats right yeah, there. Death yeah. threats. Uh, anyway, the Poland Office of Competition and Consumer Protection is investigating CD Projekt Red, an investigation that could lead to a up to 10% fine of its annual income, which Ouch. yeah, says to me that uh, maybe the same branch of the government in the United States should take uh, a little bit of, you know, just I- I'm just saying, Wells Fargo like destroyed the lives of a million people and they got slapped on the wrist with like, you know, a $500,000 fine that they dug out of their couch cushions. Maybe if we took 10% of their operating income every year, people would be a little bit more serious about not screwing over consumers. That's what I'm yeah. saying. 
So uh, according to them, they will check how the manufacturer is working on the introduction of amendments or solutions to difficulties preventing the game to work on different consoles, but also how it intends to act in relation to the persons who filed complaints and are dissatisfied with their purchase due to the inability to play games on owned equipment, despite previous assurances that it in fact would. <laughs> so that'll be, I mean, I don't know how much CD Projekt Red makes a year, but my guess is that it's a little bit like a smidge, a titch. I'm down for it. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to hear my favorite quote of at least this week? Maybe a little bit longer. You ready? Yes. Okay. So Microsoft back in the day, Microsoft has always um, thought about about buying uh, studios, right? That's kind of been their thing. And in the past, maybe it's been a little uh, a little less likely than it is now. Like Microsoft probably as a company didn't have as much money. Xbox itself probably didn't have quite the cachet within the, you know, uh, community that they do now. Um, and Steve Ballmer, the ex-CEO uh, of Microsoft, really wanted Xbox to, to make some big acquisitions. And so the, uh, the first thing they did was they went to EA and said, like, EA... We'd like to buy you. And according to uh, people that were there, let's see. Steve, let's, oh shoot, I, I missed it. Bach is, uh, after revealing that the team had approached EA about acquiring them, were also met with a hard no. They just laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of someone just laughing at you. That was how the EA acquisition meeting went. <laughs> <laughs> I love that a lot. Uh, apparently, they also, uh, Attempted to purchase Nintendo with an offer to develop hardware for Nintendo to make it quote unquote better. <laughs> uh, apparently, the uh, that also did not work out. <laughs> but I, I love EA. We'd like to buy you, and they just laughed at them for an hour. I don't know. I, I what would you think if if uh, do you think if let's say mm, ten years ago Microsoft had bought EA? Do you think EA would be a better company now? Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It uh, it apparently did not work out either way, though. So what do you do? Uh, all right. Uh, so Duncan Jones, we talked a little bit about him. David Bowie's kid. Uh, he doesn't do any music at all, right? Like he's he's non musical, right? Um, yeah, he's as far as I know, he's acting out. He's like, I'm not going to do music. Not going to do music. Uh, he's also a very good Twitter follow if you if you do that. Um, have you guys seen Moon? I've never seen Moon. I hear it's good. Though. I have. It's just it 2001, is. but yeah, it's good. Yeah. Have it's, you it's seen different. Warcraft? It's it's the same movie. Um, no, I've not seen Warcraft. Looks all right. I've seen. I always parts, get but... Duncan Jones and Doug Jones. Doug Jones confused. Who's Doug Jones? Um, the tall guy in all of the, uh, Guillermo del Toro movies. So he was the guy with the eyes on his hands and Pan Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Those are very different people. <laughs> Whenever I hear Duncan <laughs> Jones, I always just go with Doug Jones in my head. I'm like, the, the actor dude? Huh. All right. Okay. So Duncan Jones is, is in a little bit of a, a creative slump. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't been able to really, apparently he wrote source code too. Uh, anyway, he's been in a little bit of creative slump during the pandemic. I think that's fair. Like if you're, if you're a creative outputting things right now, it's not hard. If you're anyone doing things like waking up right now is actually a pretty big win. I'll be honest. Anyway, he says in a tweet, I enjoy writing. I also hate writing. Sometimes when I can't squeeze out the thing I want to write, I write something else. This has happened a lot during COVID. Sometimes I just browse the web or tweet. 
And he says, one day I saw Tim of Legends, so uh, Tim Schafer from, uh, uh, what's Tim Schafer's company's name? Microsoft owns them now. Double Fine. Double Fine. Uh, posted a link to a a Full Throttle 2020. So it was a, a reimagined, like, short film, uh, you know, animated film of Full Throttle. He says, it blew my mind. I love that game. I mean, really, really love that game. So the next time I had one of those freezes, I started writing this. A fan script for the LucasArts classic Full Throttle. And he released an entire movie-length script, I believe, of a Full Throttle uh <laughs> movie that in theory could be made if you know you could find someone willing to make a full throttle thing you can literally go on the internet and read this right now it is let's see 94 pages long so dylan you you know more about scripting than i do 94 pages is how many minutes of of movie roughly 94 that's pretty that's a that's an hour and a half movie right there guys um i have not read it but i kind of want to i think actually reading scripts is kind of hard um i have a hard time reading a script like i would reading a book but uh I, I I like this idea because I think I'm way more in love with the idea of a full throttle movie than I am with actually playing full throttle again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I beat full throttle three years ago and that game does not hold up. Um, but like full throttle as a place, as a story, as a character, that's a lot of fun. Have you, you've played it call. Have you ever played it Dylan? No. So it's a point-and-click adventure game um, based around this kind of just, like, tough biker dude. And I do not remember any more of the plot than tough biker dude and just, like, insane puzzles that were so just disturbingly obtuse that I never would have figured them out. Like, I think when we played it in the, like, late 90s, we probably just had more free time and, like, you'd just try everything. And as a, like adult with a job in the 2000s i do not have that anymore so i just did it with a guide but uh still still a fun game so go check out uh like you can just go to his uh twitter or i'll link it in the show notes for this so you can actually go read the the full length hour and a half uh full throttle script it's good all right uh so we talk a, we talk sometimes we talk we talk um about what you could do with more processor, like what what you could do with a faster processor, more, uh, you know, whether that be in your PC or whether that be you know in your Xbox, and and I think we as a as a podcast have come up with some like, good ideas. Like I think often we kind of go into like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you could walk into every house in Grand Theft Auto? You know, procedurally generate the interiors of those things. Um, you know, better better physics, better uh, smarter AI, so on and so forth. Um. The Hitman 3 team actually has kind of an, an interesting uh, use for those extra CPU cycles. And and like we said, uh, you know, the original Hitman 2, so if you install Hitman 2 and Hitman 1, it's 150 gigabytes, which is big. Like, that's a that's a sizable install. If you have a, like if you're running that on a Series S, that's half your hard drive. <laughs> um, I mean, that would be on my SSD drive, that would be probably a third of my hard drive like that's big um and uh you know you were expecting that uh you know if you add hitman 3 on top of that it's going to be huge and and it is big like it's it's going to add um another like 60 gigs on top of that but what they actually did is uh through using a, a type of compression called lz4 um, they've managed to compress the assets down, so they've actually been able to shave 80 gigs off of that install. 
And like the interesting thing about that is they're like, it's not new. Like LZ4 is not a new compression. Um, it's been around forever. Really, really common. Um, but they've always had to be kind of careful about how much they compress because it, you know, like you're familiar with zip files, right? You can zip a file, but in order to use it, you have to unzip that file. And that's the same with compression like that is you can compress into it, but in order to use those files, you have to compress out of it. And up until now, it's been really hard to have enough spare CPU cycles to actually do like really hardcore compression on that. Um, but also they've had to deal things with like, what do you do when you're trying to uncompress a file pulling off a DVD? Um, what do you do when you're trying to uncompress a file pulling off a really slow hard drive? And uh, because they don't have as many of those problems now, they've been able to actually dedicate spare CPU cycles to actually compress those games down further and then uncompress them in real time without having, you know, jitteriness or, you know, lag, that kind of thing. And so they've been able to shave a ton of space off of, uh, you know, the Hitman 3 and 2 and 1 trilogy when you install it. I think, like I said, 80 gigs, which is a lot. Um, but I think the good news for that is, is as someone who has a series X and I'm looking at it going like, man, that, that like 800 gigs of hard drive space, like you could eat into that real fast with a, you know, 200 gig Hitman three two one install or what's Warzone nowadays, like 150, 200 gigs or even like Fortnite, Fortnite's a, like a 90 gig install. It's interesting that as we move forward, they may be able to use that same type of technology in order to make those installs, maybe not smaller than they used to be, but at least not monstrously large like I think a lot of ex people expected them to be you know I think going into this console generation people were like well so you start throwing 4k textures around and everything gets huge but I think coupling technology like this with like the technology that if you don't have a 4k tv we're not going to download the 4k textures or if you're only running a uh you know a 1x you're not going to download maybe the 4k textures uh can actually make the the like hard drive management aspect of this next generation, both on consoles and PCs, a, a little bit less awful, which I, I think is nice. Do you think it's nice? I do. Well, and I mean, frankly, on top of that too, like with Comcast now pushing data caps <laughs> in every single state they operate in, in the United States, like saving 80 gigs here and 80 gigs yeah. there is not, not bad. So, no. uh, some folks in, uh, my neighborhood out here, not here, but close to here, are uh, they? They created a uh, uh, shoot. What are, what's the? What are those sites where you go and create a petition? It's not petition.org. Move on. Oh, move no. It's not move on. Change change.org. A change.org petition to get uh, Xfinity to lower their data cap prices and really actually start meeting their uh, things. They they were almost up to a hundred signatures, so. I'm actually pretty confident that uh, X, you know, Xfinity will probably the change be. Change is coming. Yeah, change is coming. That's what I'm trying to if say. If they just me. up my upload speed like a little bit, I would yeah. probably just like accept it. But man, it's so slow. It's so bad. I uh, especially when I had like I'm coming off gig and now I have five. Oh yeah, oh, five. <laughs> like it's like five, not not fifty, not ten. Yeah. Five. Five is barely enough to live stream. Like, you yeah. have to turn off every other thing in your house to be able to live stream at five. Yeah. And it's like, sure, it's fine for, like, I don't, like, yeah, like, if I, but I just trying to push a video files to somebody else. Like, 
and it takes like hours. Well, and I think what you have to think about too is like if you know if you're at home working and your wife's at home working and you have two kids doing online school, like those four Zoom meetings can eat through five you know megabit of upload yeah. really fast. Um, really, really fast. I mean, I have. I think that's the crazy thing is I pay for six hundred megabit down, and that only gives me like. 15 or 16 up <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous it's really stupid but i mean what are you gonna do like <laughs> giant evil monopoly it's literally you can't do anything i i mean my other option here is like century link or what, what did century link yeah. change their name to something like fluos um oh, i thought it's so century no, no, they changed. Like they're they're renaming the field and everything. Because um, I literally just got like an email from CenturyLink. Yeah, yeah, it's a like a slow rollout, but they they did change their name, and it's just something very like it's something well, once, dumb. Once I can get it, man, it was so nice. Yeah, it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I guess now they're just Lumen technology, so that's not actually as dumb as I thought it was. Um, here I can get CenturyLink, but it's only twelve megabit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's my I down. Can get it, but it's really slow. Yeah, twelve megabit, like, whatever. I it is unidirectional it. though, so I would get twelve megabit up too. <laughs> I had seven megs down, and I don't think I ever broke three. Oh. I was usually getting somewhere between one and one and a half. Oh yeah, when Colby and I lived together, uh, like I don't know, tw- twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, maybe it was in two thousand two. Yeah, um, we had we lived up in the mountains. And there was one cable provider, and your options of download was one megabit or one point five megabit. <laughs> and, and I paid then I think what I pay for Xfinity without my data cap now. <laughs> it was not fast. It was not fast at all. But it beat dial up, I guess. Anyway, that's enough about stupid internet. Uh, I'm going to tell you how you can get a PSVR adapter for free. Um, and this is the adapter you need in order to plug your PSVR headset into your PS5. Um, and actually, I'm not even going to tell you how to do it. I'm just going to link to a thing that will tell you how to do it. But I'm going to tell you to go do it right now. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I saw a story like this 10 years ago that said, like, hey, if you go get an adapter for your Connect right now, it's free. And then you can just plug the adapter into your connector, your connect into your Xbox One, and everything will work. And I was like, cool, I should probably do that. And then I didn't do that. And um, then Microsoft stopped making them. Or, or I think they stopped giving away for free. And then they started charging $40 for them. And then they stopped making them. And now if I want to plug my Kinect into my Xbox, I just am not going to because it involves like buying an extremely expensive adapter off the internet that's from a third party that probably won't work. So what I'm going to say is, is I'll, I'll link to it in our show notes or you could probably just search how to get the PSVR adapter for free. If you have a PSVR, even if you don't have a PlayStation 5, go do that right now. Um, you have to have a PSVR because you, they need like your serial number. But even if you don't have a PS5, if you think you'll ever buy one in the future and want to use your your VR helmet with it, go get one now because it would be way better to get it for free than it would be to have to pay for it in the future or even worse, just not be able to get one. Yeah. Uh, that's the moral of this story. Did you ever get one of those Connect things for free, Call? No. Did you regret it? Not really. I kind of regretted it. There's some cool stuff you can do with that, but whatever. All right, Dylan, take me into... 
the future. Hey, yo, Vinny. It's time for the future. See, Vinny uh, lives in Eastern Time um, versus us that live in Pacific and uh, Mountain Time. So it like din- Vinny's. It's past dinner for him. He's probably getting ready for. Uh, he's not getting ready for bed. Vinny never sleeps. I don't know how he does it, but I guess he probably sleeps in later than I do. Whatever. Vinny wants to know what genre of game have you always wanted to get into, but you just can't for some reason. His includes RTSs, Souls games, and fighting games, which are probably mine as well. <laughs> Yep, same. But, but are those genres you want to get into, I guess? I want to be good at fighting games, but I'm just... Not. I, yeah, it's just not... I don't mind casually playing a fighting game with someone else who likes casually playing fighting games. Like, uh-huh. that is fun. I think it would be interesting to be able to nail the combos, but I'm not really interested in that. I understand how that is appealing to people. It's not really what i want to do like yeah so to me like a game that requires practice like at some point in time you have to like you have to think about am i gaming am i doing this because it's fun or because it's something that i i literally wanted to spend hours doing the same thing over and over again to get better at it like i kind of hit that same wall with rocket league and i hit the same wall with guitar hero is i got to the point where i could enjoy myself having fun and then i'm like man after this it's just i'm gonna have to run drills like do i really want to run drills to get better at this game the answer was no so you know um for me like fighting games don't hold a lot of interest to me they're kind of fun and i i agree with you i love to play them casually um souls games are stupid i don't want to play more of those um, but RTS is the one for me. I want to be good at like real time strategy games or even like XCOM style games. Um, and in my head, I think like I'm logical. I'm, I'm smartish. Like I should be good at those kind of games. And I'm just not. I'm really bad at them. And I make mistakes and I, it's dumb and it makes me sad. So I want maybe what I want is like a super casual RTS or a super casual strategy game that like won't punish me for being dumb. That's what I want. So. How about you, Cole? Um, uh, roguelikes. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of games like that that I really want to play, and I don't really like them all that much. Like, for every, I don't know, 10 I play, there's one that I like. Yeah. I think there's been exactly two roguelikes that I've ever played that I really enjoyed. Um, maybe three. But yeah, I think the problem with that is it's like, I'd have to change me. Um, like that's not a matter of getting better. It would actually be like changing. Like I need to take a drug to maybe that's the secret call. Like I bet you if I, I mean, just hypothetically speaking here, like roguelites and weed sound like they'd really go together. Well, you like, you'd care less about having to do the same thing over and over again. You'd probably be a little freer, looser. I'll try this and report back. Uh, All right. Next up, Sweaty Spooks says he wants to hear a first-time story. For each of you, when was the first time you felt rewarded for any content you've worked on, be it this podcast, YouTube, another podcast, I guess, whatever. Uh, What? How did that impact you? And is there anything you would have done differently? Any thoughts? Do you want me to go first? You go first. So uh, this podcast, I had two very rewarding experiences. Um... That were, that were a little bit weird. Um, the first one was we were probably probably 12 weeks into doing it maybe. Um, maybe 14 weeks into doing it. And uh, I didn't go to work immediately um, because I had to take a test for school. 
And I, I was there and all of a sudden I got this message on our Bite Me Facebook page and it was like, hey, when's the, why isn't the new episode up or when's the new episode going to be up? And in my head, I was like, nobody cares what time the episode goes up. I, I'd, we'd record them on, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. I, you know, we'd get them and then I'd post them when I got to work on Thursday, just, you know, kind of whenever, you know, they went up sometime between like eight and noon on Thursdays. And, uh, I got this message and they're like, when's it going to be up? And I'm like, Oh shoot! Somebody actually cares, and that person happened to be Vinny. Um, probably one of the very first times he messaged us, and was like, "No, you know, I, 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 I'm waiting for an episode to be up." And that was like the first time I was like, "Wow, there are actually people that give a <laughs> shit about the content we create," and that was that was pretty cool. Um, the second time that happened was actually when Joe Coleslaw. Um, I don't remember if he tagged me or you know if he friended us on on Twitter or whatever, but I went to his Twitter profile and he actually had like you know part of his Twitter profile was you know listener of Bite Me podcast and I was like holy cow like so like I I, I put that like I put my important stuff in my Twitter profile and I thought it was pretty cool that that was one of the things <laughs> that he really identified with uh, putting it in there. Um, if I had to to say like what would I have done differently. It, probably in neither of those situations, but like I kind of wish that when we started this podcast that we'd maybe pushed a little harder to like Dylan and I and Adam like work for a radio station <laughs> like that had a podcasting arm. And I yeah. think we were all a little like we were just happy that they were letting us do it um, and maybe didn't get everything out of it that we could have if we just like said like no hey really listen to us we know what we're talking about like you could be doing things with this and we kind of danced around it a lot um and it never kind of went anywhere and i kind of wonder if if we pushed a little harder what we could have done but like it's all hindsight so instead we just you know we do it every week and we have fun doing it we have a great, great community and whatever so we're not famous it's all good what do you guys think i've never been proud of anything i've done you caught two nails the other day fishing call Good point. Pretty... He could be a, a magnet fishing YouTube sensation. I keep telling him he needs there, to start. There already are some. I keep telling him he needs to start a, uh, a TikTok. with your magnetic like personality. It's huge on TikTok. I uh, I, I downloaded TikTok. I don't understand TikTok. I don't either. I'm too old for TikTok. Same. I don't mind watching it though. I uh, yeah yeah watching it's fine. I also got a magnet fishing set um, and went out this weekend. And my, my favorite thing I've done so far, so I went to uh, Lake Meridian and was uh, fishing off a dock there for the magnet. And, like, these people, like, <laughs> come around the corner and they're, like, watching us. And then they, like, kind of walk away and they come back and they watch us for a second. And then they walk away. And they do this, like, ten times. And I don't know if they're, like, waiting to, like, come out on this dock or you know, what their end game is, but they just kept watching us. And then finally they come out and they like, try to like super discreetly take a picture of us. <laughs> they click and then walk away. I'm like, all right. <laughs> anyway. So Colby, you've never made anything that you're proud of. Yo, I'm magnet fishing. Yeah. It was what? Nothing. It's uh, a bummer. Um, you had, you had that really good, like retro blog you did for a while. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, how about you, Dylan? What's what's your what's your most proudest this thing? Well, I guess the first the first time I guess would be when I partook with four other fellow peers in a five day competition to make a documentary, short documentary, um, for a global competition um, with hundreds of submissions over like eighty countries. 
Um, and we were selected as one of 12 finalists to play in Toronto. So that was pretty cool. And then getting to go actually fly there, watch it. Like, I, it's a moment that says, it kind of affirms that you can, in fact, do something that you want yeah. to do. Um, other than that, the actual the actual screening and the hoopla around it was super lackluster, which was, it was kind of the opposite of what you had hoped it would be. Like, it was very bizarre, like, how they make a big to-do and, like, make it sound like it's a big to-do, and then it was the least to-do you've ever to do um but other than that it was cool is that uh, is that your horse documentary mm-hmm. that's a that's also the documentary that i watched and and essentially hired dylan off of <laughs> yeah. like this is good this is really good I, it, it's very good um and it was i even more so than that like actually just doing it was cool um uh, because i didn't really know about um therapeutic writing so for those of you unfamiliar with therapeutic riding, um, people with varying disabilities ride horses because it's helps stimulate certain muscles um, that you might not be able to do otherwise. Um, that's pretty wild that there's this big center outside of where I went to school, just like 15 minutes away. And that's, we went and shot some video and met a bunch of cool people that come ride there, um, which was pretty i mean just meeting those people was wild but then then the story is what made it even more wild is like the person who's actually putting this on is has her own set of problems um that she's dealing with and and actually um beating so it was i mean it's a super feel-good thing to watch so that's cool that's um, really cool it might be worth would, watching right now so would would you feel comfortable pimping your short film that you uh did all the stuff for too because that's real good i like that one a lot the one that's on amazon yeah um there is a short film on uh if you have amazon prime or i guess it's on amazon in general but if you have prime you can watch it it's called some gave all um it's a short film so i think it's like 14 minutes or something so if and uh there's a picture of bob on the cover um so if you see a 90 year old man named bob um you won't know his name is bob but that's bob um and then you know you're on the right one because i think uh if you if you google some gave all uh the uh bruce springsteen song comes up (laughs) i think so it's not that um but yeah two summers ago um, I shot a it was director of photography on a short film. It is on Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. Um, it's good. It's pretty neat. So, I I am sorry to say that when you search for some gave all a Billy Ray Cyrus, it's Billy, that's what it is. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I knew it was a B. Oh, good. No, it's a, I, I really enjoyed watching that that film. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Princess Megan wants to know. Uh, I wasn't going to ask the Jumanji question. She's asked it for at least the last six months, but maybe the last twelve. Uh, but with today's riot, she asked this last week. Actually, twenty twenty one just looked at twenty twenty and said, "Hold my beer." What else is in store for us over the the final parts of January? What do you guys think? I mean, uh, I think it's still a possibility. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> 
I mean, that's I, my answer. It's I saw just a sigh. A, I saw a picture of uh, a handful of gun stores in uh, the state Colby lives in today with lines around the block. So I would say that 2020 January is 2021 January is still uh, really up in the air. Like there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities. Um, few of them are good. <laughs> what do you think, Dylan? Tell me the good news. Uh, it's going to be my birthday. Whole, when's your birthday, Dylan? Friday. Oh, that's so exciting. How old are you going to uh, be? So I'll be 29. 29. year of my 20s. Um, I'm almost finished remodeling a bathroom, so I think I'm. that will be done. So that's in store for 2021. That's, nice. that's, a, that's good. Not my bathroom, but someone else is very happy with their bathroom situation. That's very exciting. Now. Um. My cats are all going to age one more year this year, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I think things are looking up. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it, things might be fine. Maybe 2020, maybe January will just be great. Maybe it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Every day is fantastic, so. No, every every day is not but fantastic, I, Dylan. I am, I am always in a fantastic mood, so. You, you must sleep more than I do. Me too. Yeah. Colby's no, Colby hasn't been in a good mood <laughs> since 1984. Uh, our Deacon wants to know, uh, do you feel that there is a line that games cross that makes them too real? This could be having to do, you know, chores in Zelda or Red Dead, disturbingly realistic graphics, or even games that give you morality cons- consequences that diminish the feel of the game. Like, where's your line for uh, when a game becomes too real? I love doing chores in Red Dead. I just want to say that. That's all right. I don't... I think the answer is no. But... Yeah. Because I think... I think at the end of the day, at least what I look for in a game, is like an extension of life that you cannot actually live yourself in a lot of ways. So a menial mundane task can be exciting like just fetching some milk from the underground ice chamber in the wild west can be exciting if it's portrayed in 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 that way but i think where that's different from zelda i guess is like that's not cooking like they didn't (laughs) that's not actually that they actually made cooking less fun like somehow or it so I don't think it's actually about like the mundanity of a task or but how it's actually portrayed in the game cuz I think especially maybe like in a horror game like the realness and the like how mundane things are be can add to like just going to do something simple can be what makes it kind of scary like when the door starts creaking or whatever, but you have to go do something really simple, but you're in a spooky world. But I mean, job simulator might be an example of something (laughs) that I don't know. Someone's playing it, but um, my kid loves that game. Yeah. But some people love job simulator or farm simulator. So, I mean, that's real life. So I don't know. I, I spent 110 hours hunting in the game. So, you know, that's true. I, uh, I'm, uh, I am a, a believer that almost any time that a game, and I won't say this across the board, um, 
I greatly dislike games that make you eat in order to like keep a hunger meter meter filled. Unless um, you're playing a specifically survival game. Yeah, like I get it that if you're playing the long dark, yes, you have a hunger meter. I get that. But like role-playing games that like one of the things you have to do is well, I mean, like for like Colby and I played that uh or or even feed something else. Um I'm just not a big fan of like a a bar that is attached to you that makes you do stupid things repetitively. Like I don't ever want to have to worry about eating. Um I feel fairly similar about sleeping in games. Um like I understand like if your game is based on a day cycle. So like my time at Porsche. Um it had you have to sleep in that game because that's how you get to the next day. Um and so I get that. Um but like I don't I don't want to play a role playing game necessarily where I have to sleep unless sleep is tied to either progressing time um or like that's the way you heal your you know yourself. So like sleeping in Final Fantasy, it's okay. Um I did find it kind of weird in Final Fantasy 15 where like sleeping was the only way you like accumulated your XP. Um, I thought that was a little strange, but like it was okay because you didn't have to sleep if you didn't want to. Although it kind of forced you to sleep because the monsters got really hard at night. I don't know. I I, I just think eating and eating and sleeping in games yeah. as part of a mechanic is is annoying to me. So unless it's that's what I think. Yeah, unless, yeah, unless the game revolves around it. Did you ever play yeah. Far Cry Two? No. Oh God. Because Far Cry Two, one is amazing, but two it has all of that. It is like you need a malaria shot or you're going to die. Yeah, and I medicine. hated Far Cry you Two. Need, your weapons got super dirty. Like, I loved it, but, but yeah, it was it was hard. The, so. There was a I can't remember what it was. There was a. a uh, like a military game where the last mission you had to navigate via stars in oh, the sky. Geez. I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, that actually as another thing that I'm not super big on is, um, weapons that you have to like maintain. Um, not, not a big fan of like having to have my swords repaired or having to have my yeah. guns repaired. Like, I say that, but then how much I love that when I played Skyrim. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repair the crap out of the sword. It's gonna be was, so, so. Was shiny. Skyrim like Fallout, where you could just repair it with like swords you have? No, you had to have a repair hammer, I believe. Uh, yeah, but as I recall too, like the thing that made it okay in Skyrim was that is you're leveling um, up your armor or skill or whatever. Yeah, is that there was a yeah, reason? It's to in do pursuit it. of something else. Yeah. Yeah, and I that that bothers me a lot less. Um, yeah. but I mean, I think I would think the same thing about cooking too. Like, I would be willing to cook more if it raised a cooking skill that meant I could cook better things. Um, right. So if it if it ups one of your things, I think I'm better about it than if it's just like a thing you have to do to stay alive. Um, right. I also think there should probably be an easy alternative. Like, I don't have to cook because I can go buy the food. Yep. Like. Like I think, or just make the cooking easy, man. Like this, yeah. don't well, make me put these Skyrim. separate ingredients in the pot and listen to the song. I don't want to do that. Skyrim was nice because you could just like batch things. You know, I want to make ten yeah. of these, and then it would like show you an animation for a second, and then you'd have ten of them. 
Right. Fast. Let me just fast forward. Boop. Boom. What do you guys uh, think? 11 hours into the future, I just cooked 1 million cookies. Like, right? I've got the mats. Um, what do you guys think about... This is something my wife asked me maybe six months ago. She's like... I was sniping. And she's like, why, why does your guy keep going... <gasps> and I'm like, well, oh, because you have to hold your breath when you're sniping because it makes it so you, uh, you know, you don't sway and shake as much. Do you think that that's a... I mean, like, it's realistic. Like, I mean, that is like a legitimate thing but do you think that that's taking things too far because she thought it was super dumb i explained why she's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i think i like that overall i think some games have been overly breathy um (laughs) but i also don't like looking down like a 20 times scope and just like watching it slide around like you're playing an arcade game like it i think that's also like that's just as dumb Uh um like, and I don't mind, like, just if your crosshair gently kind of moves around. I almost makes it, it to me, it almost makes the game feel better. Yeah. Um, because it's not so robotic and rigid, kind of like your. Yeah. It makes it feel less like Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not that I'm seeking, like, r- realness all the time, but having, letting yourself just immerse in it just a little bit. Um, it also, I mean, like, generally in games, sniper rifles are incredibly, you know, overpowered. Well, not yeah, overpowered, right. but powered correctly. And <laughs> if you could just go, like, bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. It, it's just not. It's, right. yeah. Because then it's like, you ever, well, does your gun recoil in this game? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I hope so. Um, every every time I miss a headshot with a sniper rifle, all I can think of in my, my head is, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that dude would still be dead. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I'm shooting a a. It went through his neck. <laughs> a large caliber bullet. Like, I don't think it matters that I hit him in the yeah, shoulder. Like, him. he was facing sideways. That went through his shoulder. Like, tore all the way across his chest. Like, he's not gonna get up. It, it's just, it's just going with like movie, uh, you know, realism where it's like, yeah, it's a through and through. It's fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> I shot him in the shoulder. There's went straight there. through. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, uh, I always wonder that though, like, because a headshot is a one shot kill, but like shooting someone like square in the chest, like, no, they're they're gonna get up and they're gonna wrap you up. No, like, you take two of those. <laughs> there's some important things in there. Maybe you didn't realize. Like, I'm not saying they're dead. I'm just saying they're probably not getting up. <laughs> like. Handgun, sure. Like I can, I can say probably not, but maybe. But like, if it has a like 10x scope on it, you're probably not gonna just like bounce back up out of that. Like, I will say that bullets do a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Like, a lot of damage. But I, I, I understand like adrenaline and you know whatever. But I, I'm just saying, like, you shoot a guy. I think they're they're probably gonna at least sit on the ground and say "ow" for a second. That's, that's I enjoy the, ow. <laughs> exactly. Ouch. Exactly. Hurt. Um, I think that'll actually be an interesting thing that I think they will be able to do a better job of going forward. Um, like there are already some games that kind of model that, but the idea the idea that if you shoot someone in you know their right arm. Like that arm is not that affects they the can, game in some way. Yeah, that's something that they cannot use anymore. They drop their weapon. They're gonna have to shoot at you left-handed. Do it worse. Um, like that, you could shoot someone in the leg and they would not be able to run after you. They would just so, you know. 
I will say in the game that I was talking about earlier where you had to navigate by stars, they also had that where you, if you got shot in the leg, you had to crawl or walk depending on where it hit you. You know what you don't want in a ge- oh, video game? No, 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 call That. I think you misunderstood. I don't want you that want to happen to guys me. To- <laughs> I want no. it to happen to them. I want to do it to the other guys. I expect I'm, me I to be very bullet spongy. I want bad guys to die. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I understand that like, first of all, I probably can't have it both ways, but I also understand that, like, you just can't have people just die. Um, but can't we just have people die? Like, I, yeah. I'm playing this game on easy mode. Like, just die. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, Joe Coleslaw has two questions for us. He says, Happy New Year. Glad to be back. So, Woo. first question. Woo. How competitive are you with leaderboards in video game? Uh, or, or things like gamer score trophies and achievements? Not. Yeah, not really. I also am not. <laughs> I, I think the thing is I enjoy... I think the funny thing is is I, I enjoy achievements. Like, I like getting achievements. When an achievement pops, I do get that kind of like, ooh, I did something. Yeah. Um, But I never, like, finish a game and then go like, hmm, I wonder what achievements I still have left to get. Um, Like, the every time I see someone who's like, oh, I platinum 25 games this year, I'm like... How? Why? Um, and I think part of that is because I'm an Xbox gamer, and so there is no con- you you can't platinum things like that. It's, it doesn't exist in the Xbox ecosystem. But also, I just don't care. Um, probably the only leaderboard I've ever cared about was when Colby and I used to play. Um, oh shoot! What was that like? song rhythm game call that we played like 15 years ago oh it's such a cool game (sighs) yeah i can't remember it now i can't either so like the concept of it was you'd actually like back in the day when people had mp3s on their computers you would you'd load up the game and then you'd say play this song and it would create a track based off of that song so like a game that was like or a song that was like super you know like shreddy metal would be a super fast track and one that was really slow would be a slower track or like if you did like like ska tracks were really fun because they they literally the, the track would be kind of like and then audio surf audio surf yeah and uh part of that game was and you know so you then you'd do these tracks and you'd get points based on collecting things so on and so forth um but part of that game was that it kept track of uh, your score versus your friends and then your score versus like, I want to say the region you lived in and then like an international or maybe national score. And every time you, every time someone beat your score, the game would send you an email <laughs> saying like, this person yeah. beat your score. Don't you want to go do that again? And I'm like, yes, I do. That's probably the only game I've ever really cared about the, uh, the actual, leaderboard in that game and it was just because it made it so like hey man are you gonna let you know penguin lover 47 um you know get a better audio surf score than you on that song you love i'm like no i'm not i'm gonna kick penguin lover's butt um anyway i used to just find weird songs to uh play on that just so that i would have the like world record like i held the world record for um barry manilow and lily tomlin's last duet for a (laughs) long time i uh i still remember how much fun um oh dropkick murphy's um fitting in's wake 
or no, not yeah. Phoenix Wake. Um, Shipping up to Boston. No, is it uh, the other one? Shoot, Finnegan's Ball, Flanagan's Ball, Flanagan's Ball. Flanagan's Ball. Got there eventually. That game was that song was super fun in that game, real fun. Yeah. Um, there's a newer version of that that actually lets you play songs off of YouTube now. I think. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good, but I don't think it's good as the first one. So, all right, Joe's second question is. Uh, do you think it's too late to make an Indiana Jones game? Um, he says when he was a kid, uh, there was uh, he. I, I'm not sure if he watched or played uh, from Russian with Love. Uh, he played it as a kid, so apparently there was a for from Russia with Love video game. Mm-hmm. I've never played this. I trust him. Was there? I, I guess. I um, he said he played it as a kid, but he doesn't know why. Like he didn't have any nostalgia for the film. Um, liked 007, yes. but like, is that a, is that a weird take? And I, I guess you can actually apply this to a lot of things. But uh, is it is it weird when a video game comes out for a movie that happened a decade before? A or ago. yeah, like, are kids today in Indiana Jones? Like, do kids today know who Indiana Jones is? Like, I'm just gonna point out that he is apparently much younger than I am yeah. because I was like 25 when that game came out. <laughs> Joe is significantly younger than you are. Um, so, I mean, I guess first, like, what do you think, just generally speaking, like, is it, is there, is it weird when games come out long time after, after the movies they're based on or whether their source material is based on? Sometimes it, it, it really depends because it's kind of how I feel about songs is that occasionally like a song from a long time ago will just become popular all of a sudden. You're like, yeah. that's weird. Um, I'm looking at you, you know, Africa. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I'm looking at before that. Uh, what's the just a small town girl? <laughs> yeah, God, like and song. you know kind of thing. Don't stop believing became huge. Um, uh, Come sail away had a resurgence because of South Park, um, and so like I think sometimes <laughs> like those will work out fine, and it doesn't matter if there's nostalgia for it. Yeah. But most times that doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about what do you think about Indiana Jones in particular? I think I think someone I don't remember if it was you or Dylan raised a good point. Like Tomb Raider and Uncharted yeah. already exists. Yeah. Do we need? So but at the same at the same point, like that means that game might just be just as I don't know if Tomb Raider sells a game more than Indiana Jones would. True. Like I don't think Tomb Raider is a stronger IP by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think any of I don't think either of them really hold any weight. I would guess. I mean, I think there's some niche of people probably have some sort of nostalgia factor for both of those franchises and would buy a game because of it, but I don't think that's the main reason either of those games would be shipping units. Okay, so well, Crystal Skull came also, out 12 years ago. Also, I've got to point out that like the average gamer is, I think, what, I want to say like 36, 37, yeah, yeah. so they probably have nostalgia for, for Indiana Jones. Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. I, I I would be very curious. Like this, I can't decide if this is one of those things that would just make me feel obscenely old or not. But I would love to just like take a poll of like my kids' class. So my kids thirteen, and find out like how many kids in like junior high or their first year of high school like have actually seen Indiana Jones. Like I know my kid has because I made him watch it. Um, but I'm curious if if Indiana Jones is even something that they they recognize as a a thing. Also, when is this game coming out? next couple years i think it just was because released. there 
is a, a movie supposedly coming out at, like in the next couple of years too. So you might have like a time yeah. with that. Yeah, like time right that could work, um, especially yeah. if it's good. Um, also, yeah. you can buy like an eight inch replica alien crystal skull for two hundred bucks. It's pretty cool. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, you know, if that's your thing. What do you think? What, what rank Indiana Jones movies for me, Call Me? Yeah, like what, what's your order? Um, three, one, two. Four? Oh, I, I didn't know that there was oh. a fourth movie, Cliff. Interesting. I, I, am a, I am a three, one, four, two. I like Crystal Skull more there's, than I There's like. a fourth movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Temple of I, I like I like Crystal Skull more than I like Temple of Doom. Um, maybe just because it's less racist, but maybe not. How about you, Dylan? Um, I don't know the second and third movie well enough. You should see the third one because many, it is definitely times. the best. <laughs> I, I it's been a long time, so it's like I don't have a strong memory. So of you're movies. just one, uh, and then uh... <laughs> yeah, the, like they're good. Um, the fourth one, the only thing that drives me crazy is those dang prairie dogs. Why did they have to make? terrible cgi prairie dogs there was a lot about that movie that i'm like why yeah i it's like I they do that, these like like it like hops out it's like why is this here like it just looks bad like i don't remember the prairie dogs so at all bad. that's interesting huh oh it, it was, it's like an eyesore do you remember shia labeouf's tarzan call i do i do actually i remember shia labeouf's tarzan call i think the worst the thing is and i will admit this i really like shia labeouf like i think he's a really interesting actor you might not want to say that now oh does he do some things you might want to google first no before way. you say you're a big fan I of have shia LaBeouf. enjoyed shia labeouf in the past <gasps> up until about a month ago cliff was a big shia labeouf oh, fan it happens. It, it always <laughs> happens. Anyway, I've liked Shia LaBeouf in the past. If you've never heard uh, the song Shia LaBeouf, um, just go search for Shia LaBeouf Actual Cannibal, and it will make your entire day. I, I regularly make people I've just met watch it because I think it's enjoyable. Uh, all right, next question. Elvesrath52 says, what is the best place to put a buttload of stickers? And I think it's interesting because she capitalized buttload of, so... I'm not sure if that's a proper noun um, exactly. Either way, where it's would you put measurement? Where would you put? Oh, that's probably right. Where would you put a buttload of stickers? And I think Colby's answer is his coffee table, um, or at least that's where his daughter. Uh, that's would. that's my kid's answer. Yeah, is yeah. everywhere that I say no, don't do it there. I uh, I'm kind of bummed. I don't have a. Well, I guess I don't really have a laptop to put stickers on anymore. My answer used to be my laptop. Um, so now I just don't have stickers. It's sad. Where, where, where water would you put bottle. stickers, Dylan? Water bottle. That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good I've call. I've got yeah. a ton on my water bottle. I got a, a new water bottle. Like, I sticker. I got a new water drinky cup for Christmas. I need to put a bite me a sticker A new on. water drinky cup, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a metal straw. Have you ever drank out of a metal straw? No. Yes. I... I like, it sounds dumb, but I love it. Um, like, I really like really cold <laughs> ice water, and the straw itself is really cold. There's something about just, like, the coldness of the straw that I very much enjoy. I don't know. You need to get out more. Gosh, Cole, I need to get out so much more. I need... <laughs> so, we went we, we went magnet fishing this weekend, and we were originally going to try and go to... Um, 
uh, Kulon Park, which is a, a really nice park that's on Lake Washington. And we got there and it was so busy, so busy. Um, so we did not go there. But uh, we were hungry. We wanted to get some food. And so we stopped um, and grabbed some food and then went to a park actually right by Dylan's house, like just up the road from Dylan's place. And uh, I was here. You were there. I should have stopped, except that would have been weird. Um, and uh, we were we were stopped at this park and we're like, we'll just go eat at that picnic bench over there. And, uh, you know, we got our food out. We realized that it was the first time we'd eaten food outside of our own house since may march (laughs) it had been a real real long time we were like oh this is kind of cool we're outside eating we're eating food not in our house and like halfway through it just started pouring (laughs) like well crap (laughs) anyway i I need to get out of the house and i miss restaurants um last question charisma icon says what are your favorite taco toppings are you a chicken beef or bean person Shredded beef. I guess fish would also be a thing if you're into fish tacos, but fish is gross on tacos, so. Pretty much any taco, I think. Tacos are good. Um, I think when I ate meat, probably chicken. Probably the best taco I've had since then, though, is actually, uh, oh, shoot, what's the? Tater taco? Tater tacos. Tater tacos are real good. I was very bummed when Taco Time stopped having them, or Taco, Taco Time, yeah. Um, what's the vertical diner called? What's the other restaurant they used to own? Sages. Yeah, Sages Cafe in Utah used to have a like, I think it was made of like seitan taco that was absolutely incredible. That's probably the best taco I've had since I uh, became a vegetarian. Um, I don't eat many tacos nowadays. Like I, I made one with um Impossible meat like maybe three months ago. That They're was okay. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think Impossible Burger is actually better as. Burger, burger than it is as as stuff but it was good like i mean i don't know it seemed like it's expensive enough that like putting it in a pan and adding a bunch of taco seasoning seems like kind of a waste mm-hmm. um because it's good it tastes like taco meat but it's also like nine dollars for 12 ounces so whatever um Christmas icon did tell me too that he likes to substitute um cucumbers instead of lettuce on his tacos which is interesting like i i can totally get that Might from a, a texture standpoint yeah, I, I'm. Mm. I'm. In, I would like to try that because it sounded interesting. It's like I fresh, like cucumbers. It's are crunchy. Yeah. And lettuce can be BS a lot of the time. Yeah, like I like lettuce fresh, a lot, so. but I can I can see cukes as as working well there. So, all right, let's talk about some cheap free games real fast. Um, your game on the Epic Game Store this month or this week, I guess, is actually Star Wars Battlefront Two: The Celebration Edition, which actually includes all content. Um, through the end of 2019. So that gives you a bunch of bonus stuff. If you've not played Battlefront 2 so far, like I'm sure the multiplayer part of it is great. I've never played it. It's whatever. Um, that single player campaign, it's like five or six hours long, is very, very good. I really, really recommend you picking that up if you uh, have not played that yet. But that's, that's just a good free game too. Um, coming to Game Pass actually tomorrow... Uh, we talked about these last week, but just as a reminder, Neoverse is coming to the PC. Torchlight 3 is coming to Android and console. Uh, what Remains of Edith Finch is uh, coming to PC. And Yik, I don't know, Y-I-I-K, a postmodern RPG, that's a dumb title, is uh, coming to PC. Uh, all four of those are tomorrow. I'm actually really excited about uh, Torchlight 3. And uh, if you've not played What Remains of Edith Finch, that game is spectacular. Have you played that, call? I know Dylan has. Yeah, yeah good game. Good, 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 good game. 
Um, Troll Corner, you guys ready to talk about Twitch? Poggers. Yeah, so... I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same place. I, do you know what a Pog Champ is? No, I don't internet. Is. So... I am incredibly online, and I don't understand Pog. <laughs> yeah, but like, Mike... My kid will sit around, he's playing video games with all his friends, and, oh, that's so pog, that's so pog. I'm like, what? Did I say something dumb like that as a kid? And then I'm like, I probably said something probably. dumb like that as a kid. I don't think I mean, so. is pog any worse than, like, gnarly? Um, yes. Probably not. <laughs> See, it, maybe it is. I don't know. I can't tell. At least tell. gnarly's a word. You can't just... That's, that's, the way I differentiate now is I hear a lot of, like, people are just, like, making up words like they're just like i mean they're like taking half of a word and up. and they just say it and then it it becomes a thing and it sounds silly <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um maybe i'm just old dylan and i used to, to work old. with a, shared an office with someone and she'd say totes all the time and drove me yeah batty um speaking of which i was i was uh like leaning over to get something and i pushed the like the crown button on my watch and I said something, and it, it interpreted that as call our old office mate. <laughs> it's like, calling. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Do not do that. <laughs> Thank you, no, phone, that. but please do not. She's a delight, but I did not want to talk to her at like 9.30 at night on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to the actual story. PogChamp is, I, I guess, a Twitch guy. Um, I don't know anything more about them than that. I don't know what he streams. I don't know why he streams. But he's he's famous enough to have his own emote. So I think it used to be when you typed in like PogChamp, you'd actually get a picture of his face. And it turns out that PogChamp, much like Shia LaBeouf, um, allegedly, is uh, is rather favor. problematic. Um, he became like a COVID vaccine truther, and then said some kind of terrible things about you know the little coup we had last week. Um, or was that this week? I can't even keep track of what our coups are anymore. Um, and so Twitch decided that maybe that wasn't a guy that is a good representation of like their global service. So they had this really good idea of what we're going to do is every day when you type in PogChamp, we're going to surface a new creator, right? So wrong. PogChamp seems to have a little bit of, of a white supremacy problem. And you'll be shocked to find out that his followers also had a little bit of a white supremacy problem and twitch decided that the very first guy they should make uh you know give that daily pog champ emote to uh was a streamer and gosh i wish i could remember his name it's oddly arian 1488 i don't know <laughs> no 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 they gave it to an african-american dude oh, oh well, <laughs> who got that her, probably went well it went it went terrific he got so badly harassed that he actually had to go private on Twitter just to keep like people from um, harassing him there. They said like his, the moderators in his stream were like for every one person we ban off our stream, 10 more came up just, you know, doing, uh, doing that online gamer thing, doing, you know, having just a, a series of public gamer moments where they were shouting racial slurs and just being gamers, you know, how gamers are. I do. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so I don't know who's in Troll Corner today, whether it's Pog Champ Man, um, probably, he sounds like kind of a terrible person, or Twitch for just being stupid, or the flood of gamers who harass this dude. I, I don't know. I'll find out what his name is. I'll put it in the show notes. I should have I should have come slightly more prepared because he probably actually deserves a follow at this point. Like, go follow that guy and tell him he's nice. Like, <sighs> anyway... What do you do, right? 
<sighs> anyway, if you like this podcast, you can you can get more of this podcast. Go to bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on uh, the social medias at facebook.com, twitter.com, instagram.com slash bitemepodcast. Uh, you can join our Discord. Highly recommend that. Go to dis... No, don't go there. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. It's been a little quiet lately, so we need to get some new blood in there. Um, and literally, I mean that. There's a... You have to do some sort of blood sacrifice when you join it's real strange it's blood in blood out yeah it's just it's just i mean at least i'm not hitting you and asking the name cereal like it could be worse uh you can join our patreon at patreon.com slash bite and podcast slide us a couple bucks every month to help keep the lights on <sighs> dylan bite me thank you sir bite me. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.